This is the Good Things Guy podcast with myself, Brendan DeCube, South Africa's very own Good Things Guy. I'm on a mission to change what the world pays attention to. I truly believe that there's good news all around us, and I spend my time hunting down and reporting on the best good news stories from South Africa and the world. In the Good Things Guy podcast, you'll meet these everyday heroes and hear their incredible stories. It's a story that rocked the nation. On the 2nd of May this year, the Pink Ladies, an organization for missing children in South Africa, issued a kidnapped child alert after it was alleged that a domestic worker took a baby named Eden, tied on her back with a light blue blanket for a walk, and did not return to the family home in Brackenlands, Alberton. The nation watched with heartbreak as the minutes turned into hours and then turned into days. South Africa had become invested in a story where everyone was waiting for some good news. And four days later, that good news came. Baby Eden had been reunited with his family and his story had restored hope in so many South Africans. Baby Eden's mom, Bron, has joined us today in the studio to chat a little bit about their story. She's got Eden with her, so it might be a little bit uh, tricky and we might hear him in some of the, the recordings. Bron, thank you so much for joining me on the Good Things Guy show. I know it's been a difficult time, but I'm so honored that you've chosen to come through to share your story with us. Thanks. Hi. <laughs> it's a little bit overwhelming. It's your first time on air, but I just mm -hmm. want you to be super chilled. It's, it's going to be super conversational, and we really want to focus on, on the good things that came from such a sort of traumatic um, situation yeah. that, that South Africa was following. We were all following it. What was that moment like when you, when you found out that Eden was missing? Um, pretty much felt like my heart had been taken out of my chest. Um, I think that the only words... Sorry, that would be closest to describing it would be um, probably terror and sheer panic. So uh, that moment, how did you find out? Was it a phone call? Was it your hubby who called? Um, it was a phone call from the kidnapper. Um, I actually work from home. So I was home when he was taken. Um, she, uh, we had to unfortunately allow the story of her taking him for a walk to carry on that way um, because it had to be presumed that she'd been taken as well as that. That was the way that they had um, portrayed the story to us. Um, so I was in my outside office working, um, and she had offered to take him for me just for the morning and uh, just stay with him inside the house for me. And when I came back into the house, it was really quiet because he had fallen asleep. So I assumed that he was in his room like he normally is. And, yeah, I got a phone call to say that he had been taken. I'm, I'm a little bit lost for words. Um, Absolutely tragic. How, how long did, did, did she work for you? Um, she was with us for a little over two years and worked for family before that as well. So she'd been around for a long time. Um, the next minutes that turned into hours, that turned into days while South Africa watched, must have been like hell on earth. How did you not completely break down and give up? Um, faith. We just kept praying that God would bring Eden back that God would place the right people on our path and that he would guide everyone working on the case to bring our son back to us. Um, I can only attribute our faith to the hope that we had in everyone around us and knowing that they were the people God had placed in position to bring light to a very dark situation. Um, and then obviously beyond that, uh, we had an extremely strong support system 24-7. Um, family, close friends, our bridge church family, um, and the investigative units who stayed with us. Um, they were all just amazing at equipping us with everything that we needed, uh, whether practically or spiritually, everyone played a role in helping us journey through it all. The post was shared 
by hundreds of thousands of South Africans who all deeply got invested in your story. Everybody, were, I mean, the comments on Facebook, people were constantly asking for updates from the pink ladies. It was, it was constant. Were you aware of that social media support? No, not in the days that Eden was gone. Um, obviously, our phones were, um, had to be available for any calls from the kidnappers. Um, but only once we had him back home did we realise how widespread it had become. We all know how social media works. And, and sometimes um, there, there's just not nice people on the other side. Did, was, there any, was there any negative backlash? I think there's always going to be negative backlash to stuff. Um, unfortunately, the photograph that was posted in the Pink Ladies um, had been a most recent photo of him that a friend of mine had taken off my Facebook page. And she was looking for the biggest smile because that represented who Eden was. And um, she didn't actually at first see the face paint that was on him from his brother, which was the original post with his brother in the picture with him. So, yeah, a lot of people um, had seen it and thought that they were bruises on him or... Um, yeah, the dirty floor, which was actually just the tiles. <laughs> it's face paint, just like <laughs> big, big letters. Um, and, and something that I've learned on social media, and I think you can maybe attest to now, yeah. don't read the comments. No. Like it's something that we could all learn from um, yeah. in situations, not like this, but in all mm. sort of social media environments. Yeah. The, the realness of the community assistance. So you had all the social media support that was real and it was there and it was online. But in actuality, what was the realness of the real community like? It was quite overwhelming. Um, we were really blown away at how what had happened had impacted um, so many, um, that it had affected far and wide. And perfect strangers were reaching out um, to help in any and every possible way. And it genuinely meant the world to us to know that we had um, a community who cared deeply and wanted to make a difference. And it really did make a difference for us. And you seem, I mean, the community is still there for you now? Very much. They're all looking after you? Very much. We know that this is an ongoing court case, so there's many things that we can't get into logistically. Um, but can I ask about the moment when you saw Eden again? What was that like? Um, well, I actually got to see him at the hospital for the first time. And they were still assessing him. So I had to wait a little bit before I could hold him. But That must, um, have, that must have been... It was surreal. I mean, yeah, just... It was surreal. Um, and it was really like, I think, holding him for the first time all over again. Um, it was quite lovely. And um, I think that the only solid thought that went through my mind was to nurse him as quickly as possible. He still breastfeeds. So I think just wanting to bond and just do something that I knew I could do for my child. You weren't actually allowed to speak about the case during the case, and they've taken a lot of um, things away from you, like social media, and, mm. and you weren't allowed to be speaking about it because the police were, were working on the case. Mm. But the news about the ransom somehow got out. Yeah. How did that happen? I have no idea. I have no idea. It's sitting just... at a police station or sitting at home waiting for a phone call. I have no idea how that got out. Yeah, there was a lot of, there was a lot of myths that were going on at the time. Lots of stories. And, and because um, information couldn't be given out, given out yeah. it was quite difficult how the rumor mill sort mm. of spread. Mm. But working with the police, there's so, there's so many horrid stories, right? Mm -hmm. Day to day in South Africa, we, we see them all the time. Yeah. Um, majority, if people have a problem with the police, it's going to come out negative. Oh. None of the good stories come out. No. What was it like working with them so closely on this um, case? We were absolutely blessed with each and every person working on the case. 
Um, from the very second we walked into the station to report the kidnapping to even weeks after Eden being back home, uh, we were given so much support and care. Um, there isn't a moment I cannot give them praise for the tireless efforts in enduring and ensuring that um, they were doing everything in their power to find Eden. And we still cannot thank the police and the other organisations involved enough for taking our situation so personally um, and going above and beyond to help us. And I don't think between them all that there was as much as six hours sleep taken um, before he was he was found. And I'm just I'm so, so grateful to them. I said in the beginning of this interview that, that the story gives us hope and it's for so many reasons. Mm. But listening to you speak about the police in such a good light, You're it would amazing. give so many people hope. Mm. Um, hope in South Africa and hope in our police force. Yeah, absolutely. Have you seen the domestic worker since the kidnapping? No, I haven't. No? No. And not going to... I mean, there's a, the, the court case and stuff you will, but... Uh, not unless I have to, no. That's her journey. It's not my journey. We have little Eden in the studio, and that's what you can hear in the background. Um, I, I think he's doing absolutely perfect. How is he doing? Yeah, he's, he's doing phenomenally well. He's thriving and still smiling. He's really good. Is there a little bit of trauma from what has happened? Not for him. Not that I'm aware of. No. No. Um, they, they say happy mommy, happy baby. Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. Happy family. He's got three big brothers that he loves playing with. So, yeah, he's good. And where to from here? How do, you, how do you pick up the pieces and trust again? How do you not harbor hatred? Um, picking up pieces, we keep having faith. We keep trusting that God will get us through it all, um, that he'll make provision, um, and that we'll be okay, because we will be okay. Um, we've seen miracles happen. We've seen prayers answered. Um, and, and trusting again, I don't think it's about trust, adjustments, yes. Um, but we can't allow what six individuals, five of whom we've never even met, what they chose to do to affect how we see the world, um, how we evaluate relationships going forward and how we live our lives. Um, hatred. Um, many years ago, we attended a church service series which centered around the spiritual heart attack. And um, our pastor had spoken about how hate consumed the wrong person, that it was like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. And... Um, he he was telling us that we needed to to let go of any hate toward another person because that allowed them to have control over us and control over our situation. And we've it's really kind of just stuck with us ever since then. And we really try to work on that. And we still continue to work on it. But more importantly, I think we just need to set an example for our children. And hate is just isn't in our vocabulary. Um, we don't want to be wasting energy over something like that and you know because in the end the hate changes nothing but love changes everything love wins and i and your story is tragic what had happened to you but i think you and your family and and the story going forward is what really matters mm. and that that gives us all hope as south africans thank you for joining me today um i'm inspired by you and and the way that you see the world thank you that's the show for this week. Don't forget to tune in next week where we will be bringing you more good things with real good people. That's it. Wishing you only good things. And for more good things, visit www.goodthingsguy.com. Okay? Love you. Bye.